Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Rest and recovery have definitely been two topics that have been on my mind this year. They have been something that I have been working on very, very steadily to incorporate more and more into my life. And there's a lot more buzz about the importance of rest and recovery. Today, I sat down and I talked to Jenny Hulbert, who is a holistic fitness expert. She's also a top-ranked essential oil educator with doTERRA. And Jenny talks all about how we can use our cycles of nature, our cycles hormonally, to really tap into becoming the best versions of ourselves and to fully honor and respect our bodies and get the best results physically, mentally, and emotionally. Well, hello, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Megan. I'm excited to talk. Absolutely. I was just saying before we started recording that I was listening to you on a podcast earlier this week, and it just made me even more anxious to you and I sit down and have a conversation and you to share with our listeners all your wisdom and everything that you're bringing to the table. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we get into here. And I love what you're sharing on Fit and Fear. So this will be fun. Well, thank you. Why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know who you are? Yeah, well, welcome everyone listening. Uh, I'm Jenny. I work with people who are interested in nature-inspired wellness. And wild wellness is my work that I kind of envelop that in and in my world wild is you know that element of nature but also an acronym for women into living their dreams and I love the idea that you know when we do awaken to that fullest potential within ourselves through making healthy lifestyle choices and having that powerful mindset that those goals that we have and that life that we want to live, it all becomes more possible. And part of that actually was inspired by that Chinese proverb that goes, when sleeping women wake, mountains will move. And one day when I was thinking about that, I heard in my mind, when wild women wake, mountains will move. So I think it's when women into living their dreams really wake up to that possibility that, you know, those mountains, so to speak, our goals become possible. And I do think that our health and well-being is first and foremost on that journey. So I happen to have come from a background that uh, a natural approach to health has really been my inspiration along the way. And so because of that and my background in fitness, my bachelor's degree is in exercise science, and then I got my master's in sports psychology. So I really wanted to blend sort of both the physiology and the psychology and fitness. Um, So blending that with the idea of moving more mindfully and doing it with the goal of wellness and letting nature sort of guide us with both our workouts and our food choices and the things that we do to take care of ourselves, that's sort of become my message and helping women to 
reach their dreams and do that along the way through their workout and wellness goals that they have as well. It never ends with the people that I get to listen to and the amazing things that they say of, you know, in, in general, we're all, so many of us are about the same thing about nutrition and exercise mm-hmm. and taking care of our body. But I love how everybody has their individual twist and turn on it. And for you, that's nature and that's wild. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, it definitely is. I, I was also raised on a farm in Ohio. I live in Pennsylvania now. And I think that had a lot to do with my interest in nature, just being outside, playing, being around animals, you know, going to the woods to build forts and fish in the pond and that kind of, those kinds of activities, that kind of life. So I'm really grateful for that. But I did grow up with a lot of things that weren't necessarily a part of my life now. And what I would consider a natural health approach. Um, I was raised in a pretty conventional upbringing in terms of healthcare, just because my mom is a nurse and that was what she was inclined to use. And that's what she knew about. Uh, But along the way, I started to explore more natural options and essential oils are now a huge part of my personal life. And also what I work with professionally, because I found them to be such a safe and effective solution for a lot of the everyday health things. And so that was definitely a, a veer back towards nature at that point. And then also I struggled with an eating disorder in my teenage years and all the way into college. So it was over a decade that I really battled with food and um, really started to think differently about it when I started to learn differently about it. It's like that idea of once you know, you can't go back. And I started to learn about the food industry and ingredients and foods and additives and chemicals and sort of the ugly side of it in a sense and really helped me recover because I realized that just going back to nature and eating things that are in their purest most natural form really made me feel the best and helped me to break free from that sugar addiction that I had and kind of the the yo-yo ups and downs and the confusion around what to eat and how much to eat and when to eat, like it just sort of simplified it. When again, I, I veered back towards nature with that and really helped me to not be so stressed about food. So that's another huge part of, again, all of these paths were sort of leading me back there. And then the, the last thing that I would say that, again, sort of veered me back towards nature was I started out in my career as a personal trainer and I loved helping people with their fitness and I myself am a runner and I love mountain biking and hiking and doing a lot of things outdoors. But I realized in my own fitness and my own workouts that I wasn't really honoring that cyclical nature that we have as humans and especially as women. And I always wanted to feel really energized and really on. And it was interesting because as I started to learn more about the female cycle from a holistic perspective and realize and consider the fact that nature has its seasons and the ebbs and flows that are naturally occurring within that and that we're just sort of a microcosm of that, you know, that my approach to workouts was different because I expected it to almost be like a linear, like you start at a lower point and just consistently climb up and don't really have these ups and down flows throughout the time. And I think because I had that in my mind, I 
always wanted to kind of be pushing to the next level. And it was a lot of hustle and push and not really listening to my body. And I ended up burnout. I ended up within after all my education and fitness and, you know, learning about the mind body approach with motivation and, you know, how to help people with their workouts. I myself realized that a huge part of that was also taking the responsibility for slowing down at times, you know, and realizing when you need to take the to break versus to push it, you know, so I'm not, I'm not one of those people who thinks that we should do the same thing every day and um, always be reaching to the next level, so to speak. I mean, in a sense, you're always growing and always expanding, but sometimes there are, the, there are these times when we do that by resting or we do that by slowing down. So after dealing with that period of burnout and adrenal dysfunction, I realized I really needed to take a look at what I was doing to take care of myself. And that's where it became more mindful. My movement and my workouts became much more about the awareness of how I was feeling and instead of what was on the training plan and how that was supposed to look. Working with the cycle and is something that has come to my life uh, maybe about a year or so ago. And it was something that's very, very, very near and dear to my heart. I personally struggle with amenorrhea and the same, you know, that adrenal fatigue and burnout. And so mm. th- can you walk us through, this is a deep dive I've gotten into, but I love to hear more of this. So can you walk us through what training according to your cycle looks like and what, how that varies throughout yeah. the cycle? Yeah, definitely. I think this is so interesting. And again, it's starting to become more and more of what I talk about because I think it's so important for especially women. So to me, that that nature-guided wellness approach and what nature-guided workouts is also about paying attention to the seasons. So that would be the outer seasons and also the inner seasons that we have throughout our cycle. So I was introduced to the idea of the inner seasons through a book called Wild Power. And it's um, something that I'm sure you can reference for your listeners. I absolutely um, will. Getting the Wild Power, Discovering the Magic of Your Menstrual Cycle and Awakening the Feminine Path to Power, I think is the subtitle. So anyway, that, that book introduced the inner seasons, which are the same as our seasons in nature, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. But because in our culture, we don't generally connect and live by these cycles. Um, it's interesting to follow it like this because, you know, even when you look at goal setting and workout plans, they're very linear. It's sort of always taking it up a notch each week, each month. And, you know, until you reach your point, it's just kind of like climbing. I want to say like climbing a mountain, but yet even when you're climbing a mountain, you go back down and then you go back up and then there's this false summit. You know what I mean? So it's actually interesting that we don't even go just straight up on the mountain all the time depends on the mountain. So that is a really interesting, (laughs) like even the extremity of mountain climbing is not done where every session, weight session or every running session, you have to be PRing or beating your best, your best time and your best record. Yeah. You think about those places on like a trail, if you're climbing up a mountain or hiking or running or whatever you're doing that you know, you have switchbacks where there's some flat areas. So it gives your body a reprieve. Like even that models for us that look, you cannot just, I mean, some people, yes, and there's places, but I want to say in general, you can't just start at the bottom and go straight to the top and never have like an ebb and a flow in there. So, 
yeah, that's sort of the idea of it. And the, the metaphor of the seasons helps, but it's, it's kind of a, in a literal sense too, just because the seasons in nature, um, you know, spring being about new growth and fresh ideas and maybe a little bit more playfulness, summer being like a real high energy time with lots of sun and more heat and um, sort of the, like a fire element and flowers are blooming and bringing things to life. And then fall is when things start to turn back and start falling away, start to, even if you think about the leaves accumulating underneath of a tree to form like a natural mulch to replenish. So it's preparing for that next season, which is all about rest and putting energy into the roots back into where it all begins. So if you think about that just in nature and then think of that within your own cycle as a woman, the spring phase, um, we'll start with the winter phase actually, because winter would be the time when you bleed. So winter would be, it's, you know, that the first day of menstruation. And that again is a time of rest. It's less activity. It's normal for you not to feel like going to do a hard workout. It's actually a really good time to scale back on those intense exercises. And this was always a real challenge for me. It's a challenge for anyone who's listening and is a type A, go, 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 <laughs> likes to kind of feel on like my most comfortable season is when I'm in my inner summer, you know, which I'll get to, but that's sort of like your peak energy. So I don't feel as comfortable when I am lower energy and not feeling like doing those things as much. And even as I've learned about this, you know, I'm still practicing because I still find myself, you know, sort of like, oh, I wish I had more energy today. Like instead of just accepting where I am, um, just sort of being frustrated with that feeling. So I'm, I'm working on it myself, but it's a good time to kind of acknowledge where you are and see some of the changes that have been made over the last month and cycle and maybe some challenges that you overcame and things like that. Um, so it's definitely that scale back, go inward, slow down, retreat, rest, let go. Don't put any pressure on yourself to do any particular thing. Just do what feels good and feels like it's filling you back up. And then as you move into spring on your, on your inner spring, that would be as you come to the end of your bleed and are moving towards ovulation, but it's not quite ovulation. So ovulation would be summer, but right in between that with spring, that is a time when it's really important to just be playful with exercise. You might find that you don't really like the structure of a workout class or the structure of a specific training workout. You might just want to go to the gym or go on that run and do again, what feels good, but you'll have more energy to do it. So I think of workouts that are more like speed play. So for me, if, if I'm running, it's picking a point out in front of me that's maybe like a tree and doing something a little faster as I sprint towards that and then slowing down and then picking another point or I'll just go outside and I'll, you know, use rocks and logs and a ladder like for my workout. It feels more playful to me than being in a um, gym setting with weights or in a structured class like a Pilates class or something like that so it's a good time to ease into you know kind of where you are going to be with your peak energy to kind of prime yourself for that and then spring or I mean summer being ovulation time this is when 
your estrogen levels rise physically. And it actually is interesting because it's, it's said that when estrogen levels rise, that they, in studies, they've seen a rise in the activity in the left hemisphere of our brain, which is related to our ability to articulate words and speak more clearly. So it's definitely a good time just overall to kind of get out there and do your thing, you know, whether it's talking about physically with workouts, but if you're talking about even, you know, in your business or in your work or um, at your job, like it's a good time to be social, have that outward focus, be around other people. You'll feel like being around other people more. And that's all really normal during that time in general, you know, everybody's a little different, but it's definitely a good time with your workouts to challenge yourself, to go for a PR, to schedule and have a race during that time. Uh, go for those harder efforts, you know, because those kind of times when you are able to do that and you experience that, it gives you confidence. Those are the times when you get to build the confidence in who you're becoming and what you're working towards because you're like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I just did. So good time to go for it, basically. And then as you move from summer going into autumn, that's sort of the premenstrual phase when a lot of times women would have challenges with PMS and that time leading up to menstruation. So it's a real reflective time. It's a time to evaluate and look back on what was created um, and what you've done during the last part of the cycle. And I find that this time is a challenge for me as I've started to practice this cyclical flow to how I'm living and how I'm working out because what I've noticed is because I like summer and I like to go, go, go. And you might find this too, Megan, mm -hmm. where it's like I careen right through summer and I like come to a picture this metaphor of like just sprinting and like doing this screeching halt into autumn. <laughs> and it's sort of like instead of winding it down slowly and having a cool down, I just like go careening into it. And it feels almost sometimes like it's just a crash, like a, um, and it's really not when I get to autumn, it's more as I, approach closer to when I start bleeding and I've had more challenges around that time and I wonder at times if it's because I haven't slowed down and sort of considered that autumn time the cool down so you know we're all familiar with a workout being there's a warm-up which I would guess I would look at spring as a warm-up and then there's the workout in summer and then the cool down being fall and then true rest and Shavasana and yoga being your winter time. So if you don't slow down properly, it might not feel very good during that time. And I would say that's an important thing to keep in mind with how, how you're working out, how you're planning your schedule, even how you're, you know, booking commitments during that time, you might not feel like being out and about as much. It's kind of a good time to put up some boundaries and strengthen those boundaries with the outer relationships outer outer world so to speak and to kind of turn inward and start to ask yourself like how am I really doing and how has this last cycle felt you know and it's it's okay to go more slowly and even though you might have a tendency to want to go a little bit harder during that time it is a good time to slow down and I, I do think that even some of the challenges we have like a tendency to overeat and getting the cravings that we do. I mean, certainly those can all be more physiological too. And, 
you know, magnesium and our minerals can play a role in what we're craving and everything. But a lot of women who would have a tendency to overeat during that time, because of my background with an eating disorder and linking it to a huge emotional aspect where I was using food as a means of avoidance and not facing the true feelings and the emotions. I think this time is often that for a lot of other, for a lot of women, if we have a tendency to overeat during that time, it could be because like, this is the time to face yourself. This is the time to look at how you're feeling. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're kind of turning to food to um, push all of that stuff down. That's actually trying to rise up for you to see it. And it's a gift to see it. It's, it's highlighting some things that, you know, you might want to work on within yourself, some things that might help you to expand into the person that you're wanting to become. So I hope that helps with outlining those four a little bit in a, in a holistic way. It very much does. And there is something that I love when people explain things in a different way or from a different viewpoint that I think really takes some of the blame or shame or guilt that we feel when it's gosh, like, why is this workout not my best workout ever? Why am I feeling a lack of energy? Why am I overeating? And we really can be, I can, and maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody, woman, but you know, it's a place where I really beat myself up sometimes and think, why am I not at the highest level? But to step back and say, this is a cycle of your body. This is natural. This Mm -hmm. is okay. Mm -hmm. And if you honor that, then it comes back to you tenfold better. That's exactly it. And also knowing that there's so many factors that influence each of our experiences. So everything that I said might not be exactly what every woman experiences. Like that's not, it's not possible. So our age, our relationships, our health habits, our sleep, our diet, you know, everything can really affect our experience with that. So there's no strict rules. There's nothing that says, here's how it goes, you know, your experience with it trumps everything that even I shared. So it gets us away from that should, you know, that feeling that you should feel this way, or that you should be doing it a certain way. And it forces us to, in a gentle, in the most gentle, forceful way (laughs) to uh, look at it from our own viewpoint, and do that without judgment as much as possible to just sort of look at it as an awareness and like, hmm, okay, this is how I'm feeling today. I must be leaning into something a little different. And before I started to tune into that and recognize it, I felt exactly the same way that you're describing and that maybe a lot of the listeners are feeling that they get frustrated at certain points in their cycle. So I hope that hearing this will help someone to realize that, you know, this is why, this is why you could be feeling that way. And just having an awareness of the ebbs and flows and understanding that a little bit more can bring you so much more confidence, so much more focus, uh, easier to navigate your goals because you know when to go and when to rest. And you can just plan everything so much better around that instead of just sort of feeling like you're, um, you know, in a sense, it's, you start to learn your own patterns and rhythms. So even though it might feel like a big surprise in the beginning and like, I'm not sure you know, when I'm going to start bleeding or when I'm going to feel like this or when I'm going to feel energized, you do start to notice some patterns. And when, when that happens, it it makes it more, you feel more connected both with yourself and then with how you can relate to the rest of the world. I think in a world where we don't get to say, 
oh, it's, it's my time of ovulation. I'm going to be playful or, or it's, I'm going to go full mm-hmm. bore or now I'm getting ready for menstruation. I'm going to slow down. Like, unfortunately the world we live in right now mm-hmm. isn't mm-hmm. always geared towards that. So how do you implement that when that's not always necessarily the easiest thing to do? Yeah, you're totally right. It's definitely not something that is overall honored or looked at in our society. So I I think just talking about it actually is very helpful, you know, to be honest and open to having conversations like we are so that more people are aware of what that could be and then help that being something that they can then explain to someone else who might not have that understanding of it. Um, And to say, you know, no, actually, I'm not going crazy. (laughs) This is actually just how I'm feeling because of all of the changes going on within my body, you know, because it's sometimes a woman really does feel like she's just going crazy. She's PMSC and all these negative kind of connotations that come with certain parts of our cycle that are less desirable. I would say mm-hmm. that the, the, the premenstrual and the menstrual times are those less desirable ones uh, in our world at large, just because they're not as masculine. They're not as productive. They're not all about the next thing. And I would say that, you know, to live in a world where that maybe is the expectation to first just realize that that's an expectation that someone else has. And that doesn't mean that's the expectation that you have to have for yourself. And you can make any choice that you want, even though you might be limited in some capacities within what you truly like to do. Like you have this ideal vision of just being able to take the entire day off or two or three days off and go and retreat somewhere in the woods and, you know, have nobody else with you and takes a good book and just some relax. Like, yeah, we all have that vision of maybe how we'd like it to look every time, but sometimes you might start bleeding the day you have a big presentation or you have to show up for work that day, or your kids are needing something, you know, and you're not really feeling like that. So there's definitely those times. And I know that's what you were kind of referring to. So I think in those moments, realizing that we do still have control and that it's even other people have expectations that we should still stick to what we would like that to look like for ourselves and to just recognize, okay, this, I know this isn't my easiest time to give more energy, but here's what I can do to fill myself up. And it could be, you know, 10 minutes of lying down and just lying on the floor and breathing. It could be picking up an essential oil that's more relaxing and kind of helping you to be present and taking a few deep breaths of that. It could be taking a 20 minute bath with some Epsom salts to help your body to feel less tense. And it's just, it's the little things that you can do that are really mindfully a part of that and putting that not just thinking about that time of the cycle but I guess doing those things for yourself throughout the cycle that you know are gonna nourish you all the way kind of full circle full cycle I think anything we really want to be a priority or to make happen in our life we do have to just say this is my boundary this is what I want for myself whether that's taking time to relax whether that's you 
starting an exercise program, whatever that is, if you really want it, we can always find an excuse not to, or we can really focus and work on it. Absolutely. And then releasing that pressure of it, nothing is going to be perfect, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So just honoring the, like you said, doing the best that you can do and filling yourself up as much as you can that day and just trying to do a little bit better the following day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And noticing what those things are for you individually, you know, like what things that I just mentioned might not sound very relaxing or appealing to someone, but there could be a number of other things that would be bliss to them, you know, or that would help fill them up during that time that we're talking about that might be that time where you need to fill yourself up more because you don't have as much energy to give out and you do need to turn it more inwards. So it it just is asking yourself, like, what, what would feel really good? What would help me feel more nourished? Just being really in tune in the way that you said, Jenny, from the beginning of the episode, you have really worked on being in tune with what your body needs, what nature is telling you, how to fuel it, how to rest it, just coming Mm -hmm. back to what works best for Jenny, what works best for you, what's the best for that individual. Yeah, it's so important. You use and have talked a little bit about essential oils. How do you use that with cycle work or rest and recovery or just in general? How do you like to use essential oils? Yeah, oh, there's so many ways. I When I started using essential oils over 10 years ago, I, I really turned to them because I wanted a natural alternative to synthetic medications and just synthetic over-the-counter stuff. You know, if I had a headache, I wanted to take something else besides uh, the over the counter mm-hmm. option. And, um, same with, if I had like a little bit of a sinus infection, you know, in the winter or the fall months, I wanted an alternative to that. And so I started looking to them for those sorts of things. And even my skincare, um, anytime I had a breakout, like a zit pop up on the skin, I, instead of using a cream that had chemicals in it, I started to learn about all the chemicals that are in the products that we're using for our personal care and also in our homes for cleaning and just wanting to get back to nature with all of that. So because essential oils are just extracts from plants and they are very potent, you can use small amounts of them and still see really amazing results. And I have used them for those things that I just mentioned and also um, energy when I'm feeling low energy And I want to give myself a boost. And this is, you know, on a daily basis to kind of wake me up in the morning or hitting that afternoon slump. I'll use oils like peppermint or a citrus oil like lemon or wild orange and just inhaling them from your hands or diffusing them is an option. And you can also put them on topically like on your temples um, or the back of the neck. In fact, I put peppermint on my temples before our chat here just because it's so freshening and so awakening. It kind of it gives me a good pep. So I I love using them for that. But also on the flip side, I like using them to relax and to wind down. So during um, that time of the month where you're starting to slow down, and you're getting ready to bleed, uh, oils that are helpful for your cycle are also going to be oils that are actually more calming. So I think of oils like clary sage, which is very hormone balancing but it also happens to have a lot of chemistry to it that helps our nervous system to get into that more parasympathetic mode, which is 
the rest and digest versus the fight or flight. And lavender is another oil that a lot of people know about. I personally really like jasmine oil too, because it's another calming oil, but it also happens to be really supportive to our female organs. And rose is another favorite. So I think what's interesting about the four of those that I just mentioned too, is that they're all flowers Mm. and they're very, a lot of times, you know, when you smell a floral oil, you think of it as being very feminine. And that occurred to me after I was using those and sort of drawn to those during that time, because this this becomes a very intuitive thing too, when you use essential oils that, you know, I'll go to my case and and just sort of ask my body in a sense, like, what what do I feel like using? What do I, what do I need? What do I want to smell? What do I want to put on? And I'll, I'll go with that. So as I started to realize that these feminine and floral oils were the ones I was drawn to during that time, it was, it was like my body was saying, yes, this is a time that's more feminine, that's more nurturing, that's more about uh, embracing that femininity. So I love that that is a part of it. And I use those oils on my abdomen. So it's basically over the area where your ovaries and uterus are. And when you put them on topically, you can apply them with a vegetable oil. I, I use fractionated coconut oil, and that really helps it to absorb into the skin. And you can do a bit of a massage that way. I also really like oils for supporting digestion. I think that's a huge part of so many aspects of our well-being and peppermint is really good for that but so is ginger and fennel and a lot of times as I'm approaching the start of my cycle or just different times throughout I might have different digestive things going on that aren't normal and if that's someone listening is thinking that for themselves then essential oils can really support the digestive system to kind of calm down and function more smoothly. And, and really that's what they do in general. They're very supportive to your body and the goal is to bring it back into homeostasis. And I think if you believe that our bodies can heal themselves and function well when we give it the right support, that that's really where essential oils come in. They're not healing or treating anything. They're actually just helping our body to do what it does best and function at its best. Which all of the listeners, I'm assuming here, fully believe because we talk about yeah. that nearly in some way capacity in almost all the episodes. So exactly, speaking you're to talking the, to the to right the tribe. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's just such an interesting way to of it all coming back to nature and balancing and these small things like oils we don't necessarily think or go to initially, but can have such a big impact on. Everything from your cycle to daily stress, to digestion, to a headache, to energizing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so many more things. <laughs> Tool, and- I, I enjoy tools when they have, they're multifactorial. It's not just here you take a Tums because you are bloated and having this. No, you can take peppermint oil and it can help with 25 things instead of just maybe one thing you're struggling with. And it's natural. I- I love that about it too. I put lemon essential oil in my water every day for the cleansing and detoxifying benefits, but I also clean with it because it's such a beautiful cleanser for countertops and a lot of different surfaces in your home. It it smells beautiful and it actually has a lot of cleansing properties that have been shown in research to kill germs. So it works that way too. And, And I also diffuse it then if I'm needing that mood boost and uplift. So I mean, so many seemingly unrelated things, but that's what I love about it too, is that you can have something that's really 
versatile that you can use in a lot of ways that's all geared towards different parts of your health, you know, because I believe, as you do, I know that it's not just about the workout, it's about what you're eating and how you're sleeping and how you're thinking and how you're managing stress and all of that plays into each other. And we're not adding more toxicity into our system with the medications we're taking or the cleaning products we're using or the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Things we're putting on our skin, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So tell us a little bit, tell the listeners about where they can find you, what the wild program is, if they're interested in finding out more sure, or about oils, anything that we've chatted about. Yeah, I think the best place to connect further is on my website. It's jennyholbert.com, Jenny with an I, H-U-L-B-U-R-T.com. And you'll see information there about essential oils, of course. And you'll also see a program that is possibly, depending on when you're listening to this, we might um, be leading into it or it might be happening live. So you'll just have to see what it's called, Wild Souls. And you'll find the information there either way. So if if it's not a current season of it, then you'll get notice of the next season because we do operate in um, parts of spring, summer, fall, or winter at this point. Of course. That program, yeah, like it's cyclical nature where there's downtime too. So that that's all about um, really teaching you how to work out without burning out. It's a nature-inspired approach, of course, but it's it's about your workouts, getting a more holistic look, um, and kind of inviting all of that into more of a flow with the outer seasons and then your inner seasons as well. So there's some lifestyle practices that are a part of that. There's changes to how you actually track your workout and make goals around workouts. It's all about really having more harmony with all of that instead of so much hustle. More harmony, less hustle is the, the mantra with that. And I believe that, you know, nature knows best when it comes to that. And nature shows us that there are cycles and that success isn't a sprint, but it's actually a cycle. So that's sort of what that wild souls is all about. And you can find out more about that there as well on my website. Um, And I teach essential oil classes locally, but I definitely offer them online. And I love being able to send people some samples of oils to try as we're learning about them, because then you can experience them aromatically putting them on your skin and and tasting them. If that, you know, to get the full experience of what that's like, because that's really, truly the best way to, to learn about them, I think. You can tell when somebody is very authentic and somebody is the real deal because everything that you come back to is not to say cycle by cycle and cycle, but it all cycles back around. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do and that you stand for completely embodies one another and supports one another. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. It's, it's interesting how our, personal journeys guide us to that. And I, I think as I shared in the beginning, that's, that's where and why mine has, you know, brought me here. And yeah, when I get excited about something, I have to share it because it's like, oh, this is, this is it. Like, this is what more people that are like me and having those same experiences I know need to also be connected to. And, you know, not that, not that I'm the the expert in every aspect of it in the sense that I'm not still learning. It's a constant practice as I shared that, you know, I'm working through 
this and constantly learning and being open to that too. But it's, it's fun when you get to say, wow, I discovered something within myself that I, I want other people to be able to experience or learn about too. And, and here's, here's what it was. What a moving, what a moving thing to be able to say in that you do with your life. And that's incredible. Jenny, I love to ask um, a few questions to get everybody to know you just a little bit better, a little more insight into who you are. Are you ready for them? Yes, absolutely. I build it up. It's really not that much pressure. So don't don't get too concerned. What is your favorite way to unplug? We've talked all about rest. We've talked about recovery. What specifically for you are your go-tos? Getting outside is my favorite Mm. way to unplug. I, I get stir crazy if I'm indoors too long. Thankfully I live in the woods and uh, in the middle of about eight acres. And so I can walk out my door and head on to a trail and be in the woods. I'd say being in nature is definitely that, but it's also being connected to nature because again, anytime I'm breathing in one of my essential oils like that, that's just bliss to me too. So it feels like I'm walking through a pine forest when I'm taking in like Douglas fir essential oil or something. It's, it's just, I, I love it. I love how it makes me feel. I love the creativity that comes when I'm connected to nature when I'm, you know, getting a walk in in the woods, I sometimes get my best ideas as, a, as opposed to those times when I'm just staring at a screen in front of my computer. When the energy is aligned and everything flows perfectly, it's just so much easier. Yes. <laughs> what would you say is your super weapon? Oh, you know, I just on kind of what we were saying is now I, I think I'm very introspective. I like, I like to think. I like mental activity and exercising that muscle of the brain, so to speak. So whether it's creative ideas or strategizing or understanding something better, listening to a podcast and kind of getting my own downloads while that's, that's coming in, that mental hum is a constant in my life. And, and that can be draining on one hand, but also I think it's a, it's a very powerful thing because, um, I'm able to generate those ideas that then, um, because I'm also someone who loves to take action and move forward with things and doesn't like to, to pause too long, then I get to take those and and put them into life too. And as I said, I often think best when I'm moving my body. So that kind of goes hand in hand. I think that I need that, that movement energy along with a lot of the mental activity and putting those two things together is super powerful for me. And what does being fierce mean to you? Fierce. Oh, I love the word. Fierce to me means uh, being independent, but also connected and taking action with a huge amount of focus and purpose. Having the whole balance. Again, I love when everybody's story comes <laughs> full circle. Like we're balancing focus, but we're balancing aligned action and, and relaxation. It just... That's Jenny. Good point. I didn't even, I didn't even see that myself. (laughs) You said it perfectly. Like you summed yourself up immensely in just that one question. Oh, that's fun. This has been wonderful. I am getting more and more and more into fueling myself on what it means to rest, what it means to recover and making that a priority. And I hope this message, I know this message is going to hit home for a lot of women and 
really, really thinking about the words that Jenny talked to you about that and the importance of what that really means, not on your health today only, but going forward long-term as well. I hope that that is what the listeners get to. And thank you for being another example of that and putting it into practice. We need more of that too. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.